Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew in the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and his brother, and James, and his brother John, and he led them on a hiking trip up a high mountain all by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became bright as light. And suddenly there appeared To them, Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll I'll set up three tents here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on the ground. On the ground, they were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and and touched them, saying, Get up, do not be afraid. When they raised their eyes, there was no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, tell no one of the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Wessa Miller was six years old when she was granted one wish to meet her one and only hero, Dale Earnhardt. Wessa's wish was granted by the Make-A-Wish Foundation in 1998. Wessa was born with spina bifida. Doctors said she was unlikely to survive childhood. She wasn't supposed to live two years, her mom said. Then doctors said five years would be a long time for her to live. After she made it to five years old, they said, just enjoy every day. Her life would be seriously limited. But Wessa's spirit was not limited. Her dreams were not limited. 
Wessa loved racing, and she loved Dale Earnhardt in particular. So 25 years ago, this week, her family made the trip from their home in Lexington, Kentucky to Daytona, Florida to meet Dale Earnhardt and watch him race in his 20th Daytona 500. Now we have a few devoted NASCAR fans in this congregation and for them today is a big day. Today, racers, racers will start their engines at Daytona International Speedway for the Daytona 500, which is the first race of the 75th season of the NASCAR Cup Series. Kevin Harvick, who drives the number four Ford Mustang, is racing his last Daytona 500 today. Harvick won the race in, in 2007 in this duel to the strip with Mark Martin, Harvick won that race by, get this, 0.02 seconds. Reflecting back on that day in 2007, Harvick said recently, racing against Mark Martin and beating one of the sport's greatest back to the finish line, that's a moment in time that will always be special not only in my career, but in the sport in general. He said, that I've always heard that when you win the Daytona 500, it's like no other race, and it really is. He said, you win more money, you're always introduced as the Daytona 500 champion from that particular year. You start off the year by winning the Daytona 500, your season's pretty much made. In NASCAR, it's kind of like the Super Bowl is at the beginning. That's how big today is. So on February 14th, 1998, Dale Earnhardt was going to try for the 20th time to win that race. Now, a lot of us know what failure feels like. We've all failed before. But imagine dreaming of success and trying and failing again and again and again and again every year for two decades and not giving up. Now, Earnhardt was by no means a failure in NASCAR, but this one race, the race that is like no other, is always out of his grasp. And then six-year-old Wessa Miller showed up. She was always beating the odds. She had struggled and struggled for all of her six years of life, and she was still living. Not just living. She was dreaming, and her dreams were coming true. The day before the big race, Wessa got to meet Dale in Daytona at this office, and she brought with her a gift for Dale, does anybody know what it was? It was a penny. It was her lucky penny. She gave Dale this little copper penny and she told him that she had been rubbing it for him. She said to Dale that there was no doubt in her mind with this penny he would win the race. 
Dale spent a lot of time that very busy day chatting with Wessa. His crew was getting impatient. They had a lot to go over the day before the big race, and Dale was soaking up every moment he could with Wessa. Now, lots of kids gave Dale Earnhardt a lot of gifts over the years. Normally, he would pass those along to his, his staff, his crew, his team. But that penny... Well, as Dale's crew chief, Larry McReynolds, tells it, Dale left that meeting with Wessa. He went straight to the garage. Larry says, he walked past me like I did not even exist. And he started digging through his toolbox on a mission. And then he yelled out, where is the yellow glue? Then Larry figured out what was going on. And of course, he couldn't help but melt knowing that the intimidator, which is what Dale was referred to through much of his career, this tough, hardened exterior shell of a man, the intimidator had taken to heart and was deeply affected by that sweet little girl. Larry said that Dale had enough yellow glue on that one penny which he then stuck to the dashboard of his car. He had enough yellow glue on that penny, said Larry, to, to, to glue up dollars worth of pennies to his dashboard. The next day, start of the Daytona 500, after losing 19 times, Dale dominated the entire race. He clinched that long-sought victory. And Wessa was in the stands to see it happen. But of course, she never had any doubt. Wessa and Dale became friends. He bought the, her family a new, uh, of course, a Chevrolet van that she needed to get to her doctor's appointments. And in 2000, he invited her to an open house of, of one of his car dealerships. And when Dale saw her at, in this crowd, when he saw Wessa, he shouted her name across the room and insisted that she sit with him the entire event. The next year, at the Detainment 500, Dale Earnhardt crashed into a retaining wall in the final lap. And he died instantly. Wessa was at his funeral. She wouldn't watch a single race for more than a year. Transfiguration. When God shows up and transfigures what is ordinary into something holy. On that mountaintop, Peter, James, and John saw Jesus in a new light. They knew he was special. But when they saw him chatting with Moses and Elijah, these great long-dead heroes of their faith, they knew there's something more going on. And Peter wanted to hold on to this moment to never let it go. It was a, a holy place. He wanted to, to set up tents for Jesus and Moses and Elijah for them to remain there in that moment. He wanted to set up tents. If it was today, if it was happening today, he would have said, let's, let's bring RVs and park them here so we can hang on and stay in this moment. It was a holy place. He wanted to dwell in it. 
Now this weekend, Daytona, hundreds of people have flocked to the speedway. They have parked their RVs in the infield. They have set up a few of their own tents. They aren't there just to watch cars race around the track. That infield, that pavement, has been transformed into something special, into community, tradition, stories, devotion. Like Peter on that mountain, folks want to linger there to soak in and soak up what is special. A place and a race is transformed into something more. For Dale, 25 years ago, a single penny, blessed by the love and belief of a sick child, was transformed. He didn't win that race because there was something magic in that penny. I suspect he won that race because he was racing for Wessa. Her strength, her love for him, her cool confidence fueled him more than the gas in his number three Chevrolet. Transfiguration is when God reveals there is more holy than what we see at first. You know, stock car racing in the United States, it has its roots in bootlegging during the prohibition. Drivers ran bootleg whiskey made in Appalachia. They packed it into their little cars and drove as fast as they could to evade police. But that's the origin of NASCAR. Today, NASCAR, like most sports, has some things in common with a religion. Not only will there be symbols of nationalism on display today, but there will be prayers and rituals and devotion and stories that bind a people together. The common of bootlegging Cars and commerce are transformed into something that brings people joy, belonging, hope. These things that we need in our lives. God takes what is ordinary, transforms it. On that mountain, Jesus appeared a normal man until he was transfigured. A bright cloud overshadowed them. A voice from the cloud said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. You better listen to him. Before our very eyes, Jesus is revealed to be so much more than a wise, kind rabbi from Palestine 2,000 years ago. He's revealed to be more than just a healer, more than a prophet like Moses and Elijah. He is revealed to be the very Son of God, beloved, good. We are told not just to admire him, but to listen to him, to trust him, to follow him, not as we would uh, another human leader, but as we would follow only God. On that mountaintop, a common moment was revealed to be something beyond the moment. It isn't a moment that we need to set up tents to, to make sure it sticks around because that moment isn't trapped on the mountain. It, the holy is with us always because Jesus doesn't stay up on the mountain in the clouds. He comes down off of the mountain with his disciples, with us. God doesn't remain in heaven in the clouds. He doesn't stay only in the building of a church. 
but Jesus reveals God with us always among every common, seemingly ordinary moment, inviting us to see God in all people, in all creation. This moment of transfiguration teaches us that we can start to look at everyday experiences as holy, as worthy of its own poem. A copper penny becomes a symbol of love, belief, and commitment. A NASCAR pit crew, mechanics, becomes something more. Eric, you taught me that a pit crew absolutely needs to be totally coordinated and in sync. And they practice a lot. And in the moment, tires, wrenches, winches, lifts, air hoses, fuel become this highly choreographed dance. A team is formed, a community working together as one, each member doing his or her part, changing a battery, getting the driver something to drink, a little bit of ice, changing an entire windshield. Eric, you said that sometimes drivers, pit crews may even assist another team during a stop. The Apostle Paul said that the church is a bit like this. He said it's like a body with a lot of different members, each with an important and unique part to play contributing to the whole, working together towards something greater than ourselves alone. In the hands of God, a group of people gathered on a Sunday morning is transformed into the very body of Christ for a purpose beyond ourselves alone, to in this world point out the love of God all around us for every person. A racetrack in Daytona becomes something of a sacred space filled with memories of joy, triumph, of loss, of grief, of perseverance, hope, community. Today in Daytona where Dale Earnhardt lost 19 races before he won the big one with Wes's penny glued to his dash, where he also lost his life. Drivers will line up again. The devoted have set up their tents and parked their RVs in the infield to soak up as much of what has become so special to them. Kevin Harvick, who took Dale's place on the team after he died there 22 years ago, will race his last race in Daytona. There is anxiety. There is excitement, fear, Longing, hope, joy, determination, lucky pennies and desperate prayers in the hands of God. All of this mass of humanity becomes something special. The way a penny in the hands of Wesley Miller becomes the fuel for triumph. No, a NASCAR race is not the same as the transfiguration of Jesus Christ on the mountaintop. But Jesus came off of the mountaintop to transfigure the whole world, that something, everything, including a NASCAR race and a penny and a church on 13th Street in Harrisburg shines with the holy light of God loving his beloved children. And among the children 
who are enjoying the beauty of the day in this life, one more day in this life, is still with us, Wessa Miller. Having, having beaten every odd and still thriving in this life long after she gave up her lucky penny, which today is still glued to that dashboard for all to see at the Richard Childress Racing Museum. And Jesus, touching them in their fear, said, get up. Don't be afraid. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.